From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we are talking about the dynamics in your marriage when one of you loses a job or is out of work for an extended period of time. So I found this quote from Scottish philosopher Thomas Carlyle, and he says, a man willing to work and unable to find work is perhaps the saddest sight. And that's what we're going to be talking about because when, you know, we're, we're in the middle or coming out of, and, you know, pick, pick your favorite statistician to figure out where we are in the middle of this recession and, and how that's impacting people's lives. But finances and employment, this is a big thing that is impacting marriages all over and it's going to come out of I'm going to share with you in just a little bit the Facebook message that it came from but before we jump into that I want to share this hug that um, I actually got from one of our coaching clients Mm -hmm. and she said I appreciated your straightforward and honest approach greatly you're a great listener and I walked away from the conversation way more confident in the areas we talked about than at the beginning if you're looking for an insight into one of your area of your marriage, sign up for your free complimentary coaching call at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 20 minutes. And that was, that was the response that we got from a gal that, you know, spent half an hour on the phone with me and, you know, we just were able to break through some things for her. So I would definitely encourage you, those of you that are struggling with one issue, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 20 minutes and sign up for your complimentary call. Let's see what we can't do uh, in your marriage. Mm-hmm. But as we, as we jump in today and, you know, Tony opened up the show saying how we're going to talk about marriage dynamics when one of you loses a job or is out of work. And we received this message on Facebook and, um, this wife wrote in and said, I lost my job recently and we've struggled financially as I've tried searching for new jobs. I keep blaming myself and I keep apologizing to my husband over and over when he keeps repeating that it's not my fault. I feel like I've let him down. I'm also way scared of fights arising. I guess it's just created a lot of tension, but I'm the one creating it because I'm disappointed in myself. And as I was thinking about her message and really just kind of thinking about, okay, who, who's out there not working? Like, what are the numbers? You know, because again, once a month, they come out with those statistics on how many people are not working. And so I went to, there's an actual website called departmentofnumbers.com and uh, found that at the end of December 2013, there were 10.3 three million people unemployed in the United States. And I know not all of those people are married, but that's still a crazy, crazy big number. Like I can't even wrap my head around what 10 million people look like. And so you think, okay, you know, maybe half, maybe a quarter of those people are married. That means that really, like if we said half of those people, if we said 5 million of those people were married, it's impacting 10 million people. We're right back up to that number. Mm-hmm. And so what's going on in these marriages during this time where, you know, one of you is out of work and and we've had this happen in our own marriage. Years ago, I was working for a company that was bought out by another company and they assured us that we were all going to have our jobs. 
which we did for about 30 days. Right. And then I had been out sick one day. I came back into work and noticed that there were a lot of desks around me that were very, very clean. And empty. (laughs) And empty. And my coworkers hadn't seemed to make it in by eight o'clock, which was the time that work started. And then I got called into my supervisor's office and was told that I had been let go. And I remember walking out to the parking garage and sitting in my car going, oh my gosh, like I just got let go. What does this mean for us? Mm-hmm. And just that emotional, I, I, I don't know what to do. And calling Tony and saying, I, I just, I got let go of my job. Yeah. And and just that kind of like, oh. and so I can completely relate to what this what this wife is saying of, you know, she's trying and, and, you know, I talk to people all the time who are struggling to find jobs. It's not an easy market out there right now. And so, you know, this frustration that she has where I'm like, I'm sending out these resumes, I'm, I'm putting in my job applications, nothing's happening and the tension that she feels. And, and you know, I'm proud of her because she, she acknowledges that she's the one kind of fostering this tension. But we're going to dig into this because uh, being unemployed, when just like that philosopher Thomas Carlyle said, you want to work, that has a huge impact on what's going on in your marriage. Yeah, because it's that, it's that voice in your head. And just like this listener said, you know, it's, it's her, that voice in her head. Her, her husband has, has made it known, hey, it, it, it's not your fault, which is really awesome. You know, the, her spouse is coming beside her and going, hey, it's not your fault, honey. And I remember when Elisa went through this too and thinking to myself, okay, what are we going to do? I always, and, and never did I blame Elisa for losing that position. My, my thinking has always been, okay, well, what's the next step? Mm-hmm. Where are we going now? And one person I want to direct you folks to, you may not have lost your job yet, but maybe you're just not feeling like you fit where you are right now and you want to go somewhere else. You want to have more impact on a daily basis at your work. I'm going to I'm going to refer you over to our very very good friend friend Dan Miller with 48days.com. Dan is a wonderful wonderful individual that we have known personally for 12 years now, 13 years. Dan was somebody that I reached out to 12, 13 years ago now for coaching because I was working for a company that I wasn't excited about and I wanted to transition out of that and into my own business. And Dan was the person that I had found. I picked up some of his resources, read it, and then hired him on as a coach just to help me to understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, have been a good friend of Dan's ever since. And coming up at the end of March, he's going to be here in San Diego. And we already have it set up to take him to dinner. Because in all those years, we've never met him. Well, you haven't. I actually met him. Oh, you met him once. I did. Um, yeah, right before Alex was born. I was actually back in Tennessee, Tennessee. for a training with Dave Ramsey's folks. Yes. So, yeah, and I remember, you know, just kind of small world how this all comes about. But all that's to say is 
whatever your situation is regarding employment right now, whether you're in a job that frustrates you and doesn't fulfill you. And so there's that burden of just being stuck, of feeling stuck and unfulfilled there, or you're in a situation where you've been let go from your company, you know, downsized, outsized, you know, whatever the buzzword is these days for you don't have a job anymore. Um, you know, there's so many ways that this impacts marriage. And the first one is, you know, obviously it impacts your finances. You know, and we know that a lot of you struggle with financial intimacy when you both are working or when, you know, everything is going along status quo. But when one of you loses your job, there is a direct hit to your bottom line. And so it's, this is, you know, it's one of those areas you guys don't like to talk about the, the dollar signs and the budget and how this is going to impact you. But it's the first area that everybody thinks about. You know, like mm-hmm. Tony said, when I lost my job or when we've had, you know, tight months with his dent business, there have been those times where we're like, okay, like what are we cutting out of the budget? Mm-hmm. What's, what are the extras? It, it is that conversation that needs to be brought up for sure because the big thing that is happening is, okay, we've lived a lifestyle with maybe two incomes, maybe one income. Now, how are we living this lifestyle, right? What are we doing? What? How do we make it work? That's what's going through my mind. When the whole economy did tank in 07, Man, did we take a hit like there was no other. I mean, after the construction industry, the auto industry was the second hardest hit industry. That's our main business is in that industry. I saw in three months that last quarter, it just dried up and it didn't end until like 2010, 11. You know, I saw it happen. I, we, we been there. I remember sleepless nights, you know, waking up wondering if I was going to be able to find work, if there was work going to come through, if I was going to be able to pay for, you know, the essentials, you know, food and things of that nature at times, you know, through all that, we ended up short selling our home at that point in time. We lost that. It's going to be almost two years here now. You know, so we did go through that. So we get it. And I totally understand that, man, man, I want to be doing what I love doing. You know, unfortunately, we are just in a situation where there wasn't much going on. Mm -hmm. There just wasn't. Now, it doesn't mean I was sitting on my laurels and doing nothing. You know, I was constantly going out there and, and approaching people and, and meeting new people and trying to get new business, you know? And so one thing I want to honestly prescribe, I would say, to folks who have lost your job, get moving. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not saying get moving and trying to find something new, but get moving in the sense of get out of your house. Get out of where you are constantly. Go for a walk. Drive to a park. Drive to the lake. Drive to the mountains if they're close by. And get out for half an hour to an hour. Remove yourself from those situations where you're in. 
and you're spinning your wheels. Mm-hmm. Take that opportunity. Enjoy that moment because you'd be surprised at what God's going to lay on you and in your heart and where you may be going. For me, it's cycling. To this day, it's still cycling. Business is back. It's going better than ever. One Extraordinary Marriage is growing like amazing because of wonderful listeners like you who continue to share the podcast and One Extraordinary Marriage with your friends and your family. To this day, though, my bike is my retreat. It's where I get out and I get to just do nothing other than pedal my bike and think. And it clears my mind. And even if I go with somebody, usually I will have maybe that first, you know, 20 to 30 minutes or the last 20 to 30 minutes to myself. So it just allows me to think and enjoy. So do, don't just sit back. Well, and there is something um, to what Tony says about being physical, because a lot of times when life throws us a curveball, we tend to retreat and and you've heard the expression curl up in the fetal position. And and that's true. But you still need, you know, the the physical act of exercise. And I don't care if it's a walk around your park or, you know, a strenuous run or, you know, you're jumping in the water, you're going for a swim. Moving your body stimulates the creativity of your mind. And when you're in a situation where you just kind of feel like you're in this downward spiral, you, you, Tony's absolutely right. You need to get out and move. I mean, the kids and I love his bike so much that there are times when we're just like, Hey, you know, you you might need to go for a bike ride. Um, and that's our way of saying you need your little sanity break Mm -hmm. and you need to figure each one of you needs to figure out what that is for you because you're in a situation you don't want to be in when you lose your job. Right. You know, you didn't ask for it, but here you are. And yes, you can spend all day researching, you know, places to submit your application, doing all this kind of stuff. A half hour walk, is not going to completely upset the apple cart. No. And you will feel so much better for having breathed fresh air and moved your body. Yeah. You know, and so you know, we talked about that, that financial intimacy that gets impacted. The other part that gets impacted too is your, your sexual intimacy. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, here's this wife talking about how, you know, how she feels about herself. And how she feels like she's disappointed her husband and, you know, there's just all of this, you know, tension and uncomfortableness. That's going to carry over, guys. It's going to carry over into your sex life. Plain and simple. And while I'm not saying, you know, completely dismiss that and just, you know, throw it to the wind, you have to talk about the impact on your sex life. You may not feel sexy when you've lost your job. You may not feel attractive. You may not feel worthy of your spouse. And I'm throwing this all out because I know some of you that are in this position, you're, you're playing that broken record every time your spouse walks in the door. Oh, I've disappointed him. Um, you know what? I'm not worthy of his love or her love. Well, I'm here to call you on it. Okay. Just like this gal's husband is saying, it's not your fault. Okay. They're not blaming you. So pick yourself up and start putting different messages into your head. You know, you have to remember who you are. This person loves you. And, and I know a lot of us get wrapped up in our identity by, by what we do. You know, we define ourselves 
by you know the the, the positions the we positions hold. we hold the the title on the business card the resume and how it's all printed out and I will tell you I, I have to share this this little insight into my trip to Kenya because you know here we are we're with all of these people you know we're we're interacting with people all over the country um, they're in Nakuru and also on the western side in Siaya and when every single person would introduce themselves here's what they would say they would say you know my name is, and they would give you their name. And then they would say, I believe that God is my Lord and Savior and I am saved. That was their whole identity. And then, you know, they might tell you that they're a businessman or they're a, ran- you know, a farmer or, you know, they help cook or, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But their identity was not wrapped up in their title or their position. Their identity was wrapped up in who they were as a person. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that, you know, to a, to a one, every single person in our group, when we started hearing these introductions, we're all kind of looking at each other going, okay, the first time you hear it, you're like, that's different. And then you start thinking, what if we, here in the United States, and I know you guys are listening to us literally all over the world, and some of you, you probably have got this already figured out a little bit, but we, we here in the United States, we tend to identify ourselves when someone says, hey, what do you do? We, we list our resume, our titles. Mm-hmm. not who we are as a person, what, we, what we're passionate about. And I wonder how our perspective on life would change, especially when we find ourselves in these types of positions where you know, things aren't going the way we expected them to. If our identity was in our God, if our identity was in who we are as a person and not in our resume. Yeah, and you know what? There is an awesome video our church put together for this Kenya trip and one of the guys and it struck me what Elisa is saying it struck me because one of the guys and I'm gonna and I'm gonna put a link to this in the show notes so this is episode 207 come back to the show notes and I'll have a link for this video it's two minutes and 23 seconds but the host in Kenya he says just this right from the get-go my name is and I'm a servant of Jesus and goes from there. And I'm just like, it, it, it took me aback when I first saw that um, and heard it. But it'll give you a really good understanding. And it's a great little video. You'll see some pictures of Elisa and the team that went to Kenya and um, some of the most beautiful and fun faces of these kids there. But so we're talking about how, you know, our identity with our job and losing that can affect our sexual intimacy. And the two of you are going to need to talk about, about that impact, about what you're feeling. I mean, if you're feeling defeated, that's going to come out in the bedroom. Oh, sure it is. It's going to. And so this is a season of your marriage where your sexual intimacy is going to look different. We already talked about your financial intimacy, about how the two of you have to plan differently. You have to, you know, be honest with one another. Maybe you can't go out to eat as much as you would like to. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't feel as sexual as you want to. And so this is a time that you two are going to have to, you know, spend more time in that, maybe those non-sexual touches, just supporting and holding one another. There is an immense power in touch. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to strongly encourage those of you that are finding yourself in this position where, you know, you're out of work and, and it's been a long time. Don't stop engaging in physical touch with your spouse. 
skin's our largest organ. And I hear from so many of my coaching clients who, when things start to go south in their marriages, they stop touching one another. And I'm not talking about the jump in bed, have sex touch. I'm talking about the holding hands. I'm talking about hugging one another. I'm kissing, kissing, cuddling, all of those things that just say, Hey, I love you. Mm -hmm. I'm here. Or I need you. You know, one of the best things that you can do and set up in your marriage is the, the foundation where if one of you needs a hug, if one of you needs physical touch, it's okay to go ask for it. Right. You know, I, I've got my 11 year old son programmed in this way because he was the, he was the kid who couldn't ask for things. So when things were going, he couldn't ask for touch when things were going haywire in his life, be it, you know, he was struggling with something at school or he had a fight with one of his friends or, you know, sports weren't going, you know, he wasn't performing up to the level he wanted to in sports. He would start to lash out because he didn't know how to verbalize that he just needed that physical connection. Mm -hmm. And I sat down with him one day and I said, look, honey, here's the deal. You know, we talk about this all the time. I can't read your mind. So if you need a hug from me, I just want you to say, mom, I need a hug. That, that, if you say that, I will, I will give you a hug. No joke. I probably hear that 12 times a day from my 11 year old. Mm -hmm. Mom, I need a hug. Mom, I need a hug. And now it's a joke because now he's stronger than I am. So we have to differentiate if he's giving me an Alex hug, the pure, like I'm going to squeeze your, you know, your intestines together versus a mom hug where we just kind of, you know, he cuddles and hugs. But what I'm trying to say is he's learned that it's okay to ask. There are adults that don't know how to ask for a hug from their spouses. Some of you listening to the show have never asked your spouse for a hug. You've never been that vulnerable with your spouse to say, I need this from you right now. I need to feel your arms around me. I need you to touch me. And when you're feeling down because of a lost job or because, you know, a project at work isn't going the right way, you need that reassurance. You need that physical intimacy from this person. And you have, to, you have to be able to ask for it. And if you're the one being asked that, like if I went up to Tony and said, I need a hug, it's not a time to say, yeah, I'll get to it later. Or, well, not right now because I'm busy. No. I mean, folks, a hug, it's not going to take up your whole day. I mean, maybe if you get lucky and it's a really good hug and it leads to, sure. But most hugs... You know, they just go on for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And we want to inter invite each and every one of you to a live webinar we're going to be holding on March 5th. It's called Five Secrets to Understanding You, Your Spouse, and Your Marriage. And this live webinar that we're going to hold on March 5th, it's going to be 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're going to talk about this, not just for when you lose your job or or position, but all areas of your marriage mm -hmm. from the sexual to the spiritual, to the recreational, that way you and your spouse can really start to dive in and understand each other better. So when events like this do happen, as all of us know, it will rain. We are better equipped, right? So that way we are better equipped to move forward in our marriage. To learn more about that, 
you can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash us, U.S., us. And then that way, you guys can be connected and understand each other when instances like this arise, or maybe you're in one right now, Mm -hmm. and you need a better understanding of yourself, what's going on with your spouse, and what's going on in your marriage. So go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash us. The third intimacy I want to talk about is your emotional intimacy. Because just like we talked about, you know, kind of curling up sort of in that fetal position um, is your, you know, your sexual intimacy, things like that. You sort of pull yourself off. A lot of times we do that also with our, with our communication, with our emotional intimacy. We don't want to talk about how we're feeling. We don't want to talk about, you know, that sense of rejection when we're putting out the applications and they're not coming back in. And, and yet the marriage should be the safest place to do that. We need to have those conversations because if you start putting up those walls and it's easy to do, you lose oh, your job, yeah. you, you, you feel, Oh, you know, I mean, she even said up here, I think something about, you know, feeling, um, you know, disappointed in herself and, you know, just keeps apologizing over and over. I mean, eventually your, your husband's going to get tired of you apologizing over mm-hmm. and over. He, he got it. You're sorry. You know, talk about what's going on. Talk about what you're trying to do, you know, because when, when we play those broken records, you know, whether it's with our spouse or in our own head, guys, all we're doing is playing negative messages over and over again. We need to foster that strong emotional intimacy. And, and I would encourage those of you that aren't in one of these detours right now, I would encourage you to start working on your emotional intimacy. Now start working on those conversations. If you have not signed up for 77 questions to get the conversation started, if you have not started using that tool in your marriage, you need to do so today. And it's super easy. You can just go to... Just go to the website. Go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You'll see it. As soon as you get there, it's right at the top. Enter your email and you'll get those 77 questions. And wow, that is an area that is totally helping so many couples. I mean, we get emails from couples going, I got your 77 questions. We're doing one question a day. That's all we're doing. One question a day. We're asking and answering it. Others are going, hey, you know what? This is really fostering some awesome conversation. And we're doing a few c- questions a day. Or we're doing it on one day and then we're, we're sort of taking the week off and we're going back on those and thinking about them. Whatever works for you, the thing is, is that the conversation gets started. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about 77 questions is that we touch on all six forms of intimacy because we want you to open up and learn about each other in a new way because as time goes by, as years go on, like we talked about last week on initiating sex, that changes over time. And we need to address that over time. Just because it was one way when we first got married doesn't mean it's the same way 10, 15, 20 years later. Right. And so, you know, when you look at what we've talked about today, I mean, we've talked about, you know, in this season, and let's face it, losing a job is a season. Mm-hmm. This is not a permanent forever and ever till the rest, you know, as long as you both shall live type of situation. This is a season that you are in. And so if you work on fostering your emotional intimacy, if you work on fostering your physical and sexual intimacy, if you work on fostering your financial intimacy, whether you're in the storm or it hasn't hit yet, because I'm, I'm telling you it's coming. It's some way, shape or form. 
we all have storms. Fostering those intimacies will allow the two of you to weather the storm. It allows the two of you to, to come closer in that time instead of, you know, pushing each other away and finding yourselves farther apart. And we know that that's an these are areas where you're struggling with because we hear from you guys who have who have found yourself here and the walls have gone up and you're struggling now and we don't want that. It's why we build all these resources into one extraordinary marriage for you. It's why we're doing that live webinar on March 5th. It's why, you know, you can download, you know, last week's podcast about initiating sex because we want, you know, all of these different things, we put them together. It's why we have, you know, the Facebook fan page so that you guys can come in there and be part of the community. These are resources to help you build your marriage. And we are constantly building new resources. We've got some fun stuff that's coming up here in the next couple of months that we can't wait to share with you. Um, because we want you to have more. We want your marriage to be strong. We don't want you to get off track because someone loses a job. It's there's, there's so much more in store for your marriage and you just, you got to work through this. Yeah. Yep. So folks join us on March 5th again, Five Secrets to Understanding You, Your Spouse, and Your Marriage. You can sign up at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash us. I will have that in the show notes as well. For those of you out there who have gone through this or are going through the loss of a job, it's a season. It truly is a season of life. And we know that you can make it through as you connect with your spouse emotionally, sexually, financially, but it's going to take both of you coming together and having candid, open, and honest conversations where you remove the mask, you clarify these situations that the situation that you're in and you move forward until then we can't wait to be on that call with you. Jump on one extraordinary marriage.com slash us have a fantastic week. We love you guys.